Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, today we are picking up where we left off last episode. And what I've been trying to do in these few episodes is give a little guidance on steps that we can take in order to reconcile relationships within our communities. As sinful humans, even within God's redeemed people, there are going to be relational tensions and conflicts and even breaks at time. And we are called to an ideal that should prevent that, but we're still sinful and broken and we don't always live up to that ideal. And therefore, it isn't abnormal to have challenges in relationships. And the reason that we are talking about this is because Paul himself had challenging relationships. In fact, a number of times in his letters, he mentions people that were a part of his community or ministry team that have left. He mentioned people that have even abandoned the faith altogether, or maybe even just people that are no longer serving with him. Paul had conflict. Paul even had to confront Peter at one point, which we read about in Galatians chapter 2. And in Colossians, this idea gets brought up when we meditate on Paul's relationship with Mark. They were ministry partners. Then they had a deep division between the two of them. But by the end of Paul's life, they seemed reconciled. So conflict and tension is going to happen. But when those relationships do have conflict, what can we do to reconcile? What's our responsibility? to try and bring restoration and reconciliation to relationships within our community. That is what we've been discussing these last few episodes. And last episode, I started giving you seven factors of working toward reconciliation in our relationships. First, I said that we really do need a God-given conviction. We need a gut-level conviction that something is wrong and that something needs to be done. And if you don't have that, I would just say, ask the Lord for that conviction. Second, we need to believe the gospel of Jesus and the spirit of God are powerful enough to actually work reconciliation. And third, we must be in prayer for the work of reconciliation. So conviction, belief, prayer. That was all last episode. Now let's get going with the next four. So, starting off, our fourth important factor to reconciliation is humility. This is going to actually need to begin at the very beginning of the process, and it is vital throughout. I'd go so far to say no true, genuine reconciliation can happen if there is no humility. It's impossible. Relational breaks often include pride and selfishness. Now, obviously, there are outliers and exceptions, But generally speaking, our pride is the cause of a lot of relational pain. I mean, think about your last few marriage conflicts. I'm guessing part of the issue was traced back to something in relation to pride. Think of the annoying thing that your coworker keeps doing that's causing relational distance between you and them. I'm guessing there's probably a little bit of pride in you that you think you're better than them or you're not as annoying as they are or if they'd only do things the way you do things. You get the point. Our pride often brings relational fractures. And therefore, 
the main ingredient in us that can work toward reconciliation is humility. You have to believe that you are not perfect, that you have sinned and wronged them also probably, and that you don't need to defend or protect your image. You can humbly go first in initiating reconciliation. That's not a sign of weakness or lowliness. It's a sign of humbly recognizing your own sin and depending on the power of God. Which leads me to the fifth factor, ownership. And what I mean by ownership is what I was just alluding to. If you want to reconcile relationships, we have to be comfortable with and clear with ownership of our own sin, which can only come with gospel humility. Because if the gospel is true and you are a sinner saved by Jesus, then it shouldn't surprise you that your sin has caused or contributed to a relational fracture. So practically, when you step into a conversation about reconciling a relationship, I would encourage you to do two things. First, before you go into the conversation, consider what sin you are aware of in yourself. And you might need to ask the Lord for help in this. But as you begin the conversation, I would encourage you, own that sin with the other person. Confess your role in whatever the relational division is. Second, ask the other person if there's anything you've missed. Anything else that they are hurt or frustrated by in your actions or your words or your lack of actions that you maybe have a blind spot toward. And when they respond, don't defend, but receive it. Now, I'm not saying it's all going to obviously be true, but take it, promise to consider it, and apologize for whatever you can. Reconciliation is going to take humble ownership of our sin. Now, for the sixth one, let me give you kind of the flip side of that. Our sixth factor in reconciliation is honesty. We need to own the sin that we can in us, and we need to be honest about what has hurt or frustrated us about the other person. So oddly enough, this can be just as hard as ownership for some people, and there's many reasons to that. For me, it's hard to tell people always what they've done that has been hurtful to me. And again, there's probably a lot that goes into that. Part of that is probably because I don't know how they're going to respond and I don't know what they'll think or feel about me. Part of that is honestly because I don't want to appear weak or vulnerable, being honest that they could hurt me. I got a lot of dysfunction that causes these things, but they're hard to do. And if you want to work toward reconciliation, you have to honestly get out what is bothering you. They can't own all of their sin. You can't work through real problems and there can't be true healing and repentance without both ownership and honesty. And if all of those six happen, then you move to the seventh reality, which is time. You can have a conviction, belief, you can pray, be humble, you can have the conversation be about ownership and honesty. And then you need to prepare for putting in the time to rebuild that relationship. The blood of Jesus covers sin, it empowers reconciliation, it heals wounds. But building trust and rebuilding a relationship takes time. So I say time as the seventh factor because we need to be aware that there are very few quick fixes in life. 
This isn't always the case, but it is possible to have one conversation and the main problem can be totally resolved. It may take more, but it might happen in one meeting. But it will take more time for the Lord to actually rebuild that relationship. It will take work on spending time together again, having more conversations if needed, or just simply working back up to where the relationship once was. And that's okay. Reconciliation takes time and energy. But if we believe this is the call from God for his people, then it is worth it. So there you go. Hopefully these episodes have been helpful. And I really do want to encourage you, if you have a relationship where God has given you a conviction that reconciliation needs to happen, take a step. Believe that he can work in that and begin praying. Ask the Lord for humility and then take the step toward a conversation. Own your sin, be honest about theirs, and put in the time to rebuild. It's not always easy, but it will be beautiful. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.